Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. I'm Kelsey Matheson, and this is episode number 72. And I mentioned last week that many of my clients seem to be just going through some stuff. (laughs) Everyone seems to be going through some stuff lately. There just seems to be a lot of changes and difficulties, things not working out the way that they would have hoped maybe not as many signups as they wanted, or a launch didn't go as planned, or their to-dos just keep getting piled up so high and they're just stuck in massive overwhelm. And I want to remind you that entrepreneurship is a practice, not a process, right? Failures or things not working out the way you had hoped is what leads you to success. That's what gets you to success. If you want to succeed more, then you need to fail more. And hear me when I say that everything is happening for you, not to you. I know I've said that before on this podcast. It's happening for you. It's happening for your business. Just breathe into trusting that. I know there are parts of you that don't believe at times or that don't trust, right? And they're upset. (laughs) Those parts of us want to throw in the towel, And I also know that there are parts of you that trust deeply and are very attached to your why, to why you are doing what you're doing, and are very attached to serving your audience and transforming lives. So I just want you to breathe into the acceptance of that and the awareness of that, that those two parts of you can exist at the same time, because we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the parts of you that don't believe those little doubt demons in your head that keep you small. And this exercise that I'm going to walk you through today is called the doubt demon exercise. And I love doing it because it's fun and it's creative and it's also very eye-opening and incredibly helpful as we navigate our journey as entrepreneurs and all the challenges that come along with it. Now, I first learned this exercise from a dear friend of mine who is also a coach. Her name is Ellen White. And I've kind of changed it a little to suit my clients and to suit my needs a bit, but I originally did this with her. And some of you may have done this with me before, right? So like uh, Lori, actually. Lori is a member of my mastermind, and she did this with me back in 2021. (laughs) And then she did it again just last week when we did this in my mastermind. So doing it again is really powerful because what came up for you the last time is going to be totally different than what comes up for you this time. And even if some of what comes up is similar, then that's super important information for you to know so you can continue to develop this relationship and this understanding of what holds you back. So a couple of months ago in the mastermind group, I talked with the members about the five practices of entrepreneurship. Actually, it wasn't a couple months ago. It was just a few weeks ago, I think. Anyway, (laughs) time flies when you're having fun. Okay, so we talked about the five practices of entrepreneurship. 
The five practices of entrepreneurship are the practice of play, the practice of creation, the practice of experimentation, the practice of empathy, and the practice of reflection. And actually, I got that from this book called Teaching Entrepreneurship. It's called A Practice-Based Approach, okay? This book basically talks about the five practices of entrepreneurship, and I shared that with my mastermind. So within this doubt demon exercise that I'm going to walk you through today, we're going to tap into the practice of play and creation and also tap into a bit of empathy into this exercise, but more about empathy for ourselves as we build our businesses, which I think is really important. Okay, so this exercise can bring some very interesting perspectives on what is holding you back. And some people call them gremlins. I call them doubt demons. But it's that part of us that creates resistance and struggle. So this exercise helps us to get to know that part of ourselves better and create a more functional relationship with that saboteur part of ourselves. Because look, we have a relationship with our loved ones. We have a relationship with food. We have a relationship with money. We have a relationship with our clients. We have a relationship with our business. And we also have a relationship with our doubt demon. And it could be a dysfunctional relationship (laughs) or a healthy relationship, right? Just like our relationship with money or with our partners or our kids or with food, it might be a little dysfunctional and it might be a little healthy and thriving and fulfilling and wonderful because there's usually a little bit of both mixed in there, right? But even the word or the words doubt demon, our perspective on those words might sit on the more negative side of things. And I want to change that today because anytime we label something as right or wrong or good or bad, it means we're looking at it from a place of fear. So for this exercise, you will need some paper or a journal, but also make sure you have some colored pencils or crayons or markers or highlighters, or colored pens, whatever you have to draw with, basically. So if you need to pause me here, just so you can go get those items, trust me, you will want to participate in this episode and not just listen to it. Do the exercise here. Do the work. Okay? It's so crucial. You will find it so enlightening, so eye-opening. So pause me, get the materials you might need, and then come back and press play. Okay, great. You have everything? Perfect. (laughs) What I would love for you to do first is to find a comfortable place where you can just close your eyes. Okay, I'm going to walk you through a visualization. So get comfortable, close your eyes. Ah, Just take a couple of nice deep breaths. Take... A nice deep breath in through your nose for a count of four. So take a deep breath in for one, two, three, four, and release through your mouth with a sigh. (sighs) Just let it go. And take another deep breath in through your nose for one, two, three, four, and release through your mouth with a nice big sigh. (sighs) Just make some noise, let it all go. (sighs) And just breathe gently on your own. 
in and out through your nose. Relax your head and your jaw. Relax your shoulders. Relax your shoulders a little more. <laughs> Relax your back and your arms. Relax your fingers. Relax your stomach and your glutes. Let it go. <sighs> Relax your thighs and your calves. Relax your feet and your toes. And I want you to think about your doubt demon. Or it may be more than one. It might be doubt demons. But bring your awareness to that part of you that tends to resist and sabotage. And I want you to picture an image of what your doubt demon or demons look like. Get a mental image and remember there is no right, no wrong, and it doesn't necessarily even have to look like a little troll or a little devil. For one of my clients, it was a pink blob. No kidding. So don't second guess it. Just sit with the image and see what comes up for you. It can look like whatever you want. It's your doubt demon. And when you feel like you have a really good sense of what it looks like, take in as many of the details as you can. And then when you're ready, and only when you're ready, open your eyes. And I want you to draw your doubt demon. Now, feel free to put some inspirational music on for yourself and draw out your doubt demon or demons and use your colored pencils or crayons or highlighters, whatever you have. And even if you, all you have is a pencil or a pen, that's fine. Just draw out your demon or your demons as best as you can and pause me while you draw it out. And once you're ready, once you're done, come back to me and hit play. Okay, welcome back. Now, take a good look at what you've drawn Look at your doubt demon, and I want you to give it a name. And at the top of your paper or somewhere on your paper, next to it or near it, I want you to write down its name. Okay? And again, don't second guess it. Just go with whatever comes up. It doesn't necessarily have to be clever. It could totally be clever. Right? Whatever. You're like, oh, yeah, this is what its name is. Okay. Now, after you've given it its name and you've written it down, underneath your demon, if you have the space or off to the side, I want you to write down five things that it tells you regularly. So as an example, some of the things that my doubt demon tells me regularly is that I'm not smart enough, that nothing ever works out for me. And he loves to say to me, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> right? Those are just a few things that my doubt demon 
loves to tell me. So I want you to write down five things that your demon tells you regularly. And press pause, write them out, and then when you've written them all out, come back to me. All right, so who had a hesitation to draw in the first place? Like, hand, hands up. I know I can't see you. <laughs> but just be like, mm-hmm, <laughs> hands up. Who had a hesitation to draw? Who thought to themselves, oh man, I'm like, I'm so bad at drawing. I'm such a bad artist. Like, I can't do this. Who started critiquing themselves or doubting their abilities before you even started? That, my friend, is your doubt demon. Huh, sneaky, right? <laughs> Not all of you hesitated to draw. I find it's usually about 50-50. Like 50% of the people I do this exercise with will start telling you know themselves that they suck before they even get started. However, let me ask you this. Where does this happen as you build your business? Even if you didn't hesitate to draw, are there times when you start to critique yourself or doubt your ability before you even start doing something as you work at growing your business? This is what we want to get inside of, okay? Now, I want you to look at your doubt demon or demons, and I want you to write down somewhere else on the page at least five emotions or feelings that your doubt demon makes you feel when he's yapping or when it's yapping in your ear. Okay, for me, the emotions that my doubt demon makes me feel when I originally did this were frustration, anger, fear, annoyance, exhaustion, flusteredness. I didn't know if that was a word, but that's how I felt. <laughs> Sadness, shame, guilt. Those were some of the emotions that I felt. So just write down five of the emotions or your feelings that your, your demon makes you feel. One of my clients said she doesn't know what the feeling is, but it's like, a feeling of needing to eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah, eating of ice creamness. She's like, is that a feeling? Because that's how I feel. <laughs> so I want you to write down the emotions or feelings your doubt demon makes you feel when it's controlling the show, when it's telling you those things that you're not good enough, smart enough, all the things that it likes to tell you. Yeah, what are the feelings that you feel? when it's yapping in your ear, okay? Pause me if you need to, but write down at least five. All right, so every time I do this exercise with a group, it's fascinating because our doubt demons tell us similar things and make us feel similar things all the time. Like we share very similar issues with self-esteem, self-doubt, with judging ourselves, with feeling overwhelmed and thinking that we're not doing enough or what we're doing isn't working, all the things. So since this is happening to all of us, I think it's very important to shed some light on this and spend some time to get to know our doubt demons better. So next, I want you to look at your doubt demon and answer this question. When you're dealing with it, do you find it gets bigger, smaller, or stays the same size? And look, there's no right or wrong answer here, but can it change size or shape or color when you're in the middle of dealing with it, okay? And if there is something to that, then just jot down a few notes about that on the page as well. So for me, mine grows really, really big depending on what's happening. But for some of you, it might stay exactly the same size. You're like, no, I don't 
see it growing or shrinking or changing color or anything. But for me, I could tell, oh yeah, he just gets so big. Mine's a he, and his name is Harry. <laughs> not the most creative name, but it was just what came up. And I was like, okay. And he's not even Harry. What's weird is he kind of looks like a, a squid slash octopus type demon thing. <laughs> then I named him Harry. So write down what you think, or just a few notes of whether he can change it or she can change size or shape or color. And the reason I bring this up is because the power of our mind is remarkable. Like regardless of whether or not your doubt demon grows big or stays the same, you do have the power to shrink it. Okay. Imagine shrinking it like you would on an iPad. Like you take two fingers on a tablet, boop, and you shrink it. Right. Now, I love telling this story. We did not introduce my daughter to anything like an iPad or a phone or anything like that. She didn't have any kind of, you know, electronic like that for a long time. (laughs) We did our best to kind of keep that away from her. And then we had a 16-hour flight to Australia. And before that flight, we had a five-hour flight from Toronto to LA. And so we were like, oh, we're going to need some extra support here. (laughs) So we finally caved in and we did bring an iPad with us. And when my daughter learned that she could shrink things and expand things with her fingers, she made a sound. So she was like, and she she made herself laugh so hard, which of course made all of us laugh. So I want you to imagine shrinking your demon. And I know it sounds a little silly, but your brain doesn't understand what's real and what's not when we visualize. So if you're in the middle of dealing with your doubt demon who's telling you that you're not good enough or smart enough or successful enough or special enough or young enough or old enough or whatever it is, you can imagine shrinking it in your mind's eye and it will physically, mentally, and emotionally relieve some of the overwhelm. It will relax your nervous system even if it's just a little bit to take the edge off, okay? So the next thing I want you to do is find another space on the paper and write down all the things that you do that keep your doubt demon alive and in control. What are the behaviors or actions or inactions you take that keep your doubt demon thriving? When it's in charge, what are you doing or not doing? Like, what are the actions or the behaviors that help it take over? Okay. Or maybe you can answer it this way for yourself. My doubt demon has more power when I fill in the blank. My doubt demon is in control when I, and you fill in the blank. Okay. So I want you to pause me here so you can write down these behaviors. Okay. So All of this information is really important to have, right? Now we know if these are the behaviors that help my doubt demon run the show, then we can bring more more awareness to these behaviors. We can catch them and then we can recognize it earlier before things really get out of hand, okay? This is really good data to have. Now, we're getting better acquainted, I should say, with our doubt demons at this point. So I want you to just take a moment and close your eyes And just take a couple of deep breaths. I want you to think about your doubt demon. Relax your body. And tap into where your demon lives. 
Where does the energy of it live in or around your body? Where does it hide? And just let your intuition guide you. And it might not make sense, and that's okay. Just go with it. Where is the strong presence of your doubt demon? Where does that live in or around your body? Okay. And so once you recognize that, make a note of it on your paper. And now that you know where it lives, do you have any pain or physical ailments or other chronic issues that you suffer with in that part of the body? And it might not be all of the time, but I would say most of my clients discover that their doubt demon lives in an area of their body that they struggle with or that they have some issues that they deal with. Not all the time, but as an example, their doubt demon might live in their stomach and they suffer from IBS or it lives in their head and they suffer from migraines. Now, if you don't, if it's not, there's no correlation there, that's no problem, it's okay. But for those of you who do, super interesting, right? (laughs) You're like, wait, what is going on? (laughs) Okay. So we want to move away from having a dysfunctional relationship. We want to move away from stress and anxiety and tension and inflammation. And we want to move towards having a healthier relationship with our doubt demon. Okay. So next, I want you to write down all the ways that you can recognize when your doubt demon is just starting to take control. It's really wanting to take charge here, okay? What are the signs of self-sabotage? How can you recognize when your demon is starting to try and run the show? Write down all the signs. Write down the ways that you can recognize, oh, hold on, it's starting to take over. And I know that this might be a bit trickier, but I want you to think back to when you felt really stuck or when you you felt like you were neck deep in the muck. What were the signs that this little doubt demon or big doubt demon was taking over? Okay, think about this. So pause me here and think about when it was telling you all of the nasty things, what led up to that? What are the signs of self-sabotage? And you can pause me and when you're done, come back and press play. Okay. Welcome back. So this is all about communication. It's all about having a dialogue with your doubt demon that looks like, hey, I know why you're showing up. I know you think you're doing the right thing. And I know you're just trying to keep me safe, but I got this. We got this. Will it be scary? Sure. Will we die? No. And maybe, doubt demon, maybe you're right. Maybe people will think that I'm silly. Maybe we will fail. Maybe it won't turn out the way that we've hoped. That's okay. That's a part of the journey. All right, let's do this thing together. So I want you to write down what are some of the action steps that you can take in order to stay in alignment when you spot your doubt demon wanting to take over. What are the action steps that you can take to stay in control or to stay in power? I want you to write down those action steps. Because it's about recognizing or spotting the signs that your doubt demon wants to start running the show, right? So then when we see that happening, what are some of the actions we can take to align ourselves in partnership with our demon 
or to stay in control of the situation or to take your power back, right? And some of the examples literally could just be to take a breath. Something as simple as that, like take a deep breath into your lower lungs and to send a signal to your brain that everything's okay. Some of my clients mentioned that they just needed to walk away, put work down and just go for a walk outside. Just go for a walk, just get outside, get into nature, take a deep breath outside. Another action is again, to imagine shrinking your doubt demon, <laughs> like we've talked about, right? Close your eyes, take a breath, visualize it. We've gotten really acquainted with it and just take your two fingers and just <laughs> like you would on a tablet. I'm just gonna shrink you. And for those of you who work with a coach, reach out to your coach, right? My one-on-one clients have an option of sending me a voice memo at any time when they need some extra support. Or maybe you have an accountability partner or an accountability group or somebody else who gets it, reach out to them. Maybe journaling works really, really well for you. But write down all of the actions that you can take so your doubt demon doesn't get too out of control and starts to wreak havoc. Because it's, it's really all about building healthy boundaries for you so that you and your demon have a more functional relationship. So I want you to post this drawing somewhere that you can see it on a regular basis. I want you to get so familiar with what it tells you, what it does when it's trying to take control, and what you can do to make sure that you stay in control and work with your doubt demon to move forward, to keep the momentum going. Okay, I want you to remember, I and you are very isolating and lonely words. We and us have a lot more power. Because it's interesting, right? It's interesting that your doubt demon will say, who do you think you are? Or the tape that plays in your head is, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not special enough. Not we're not special enough. Not we don't have what it takes, right? <laughs> we don't have, doesn't it, that what it takes doesn't really have the same sting, does it? You don't have what it takes has a lot of sting. So if you hear your doubt demon yapping at you and using words like I and you, take your power back. And here's what's fun. You can always ask it. Why do you think we can't do this? If the tape that's playing in your head is you're not good enough, you go, why don't you think we're good enough? Let's do this. Let us do this together. It has more power. So if you do this exercise, please send me a picture of your doubt demon. And I know you just went through this exercise. So please <laughs> send me a picture of your doubt demon. Don't worry. I'm not going to show it with anyone. It's not going to end up on my social media. It's just for me. But I know how powerful this exercise can be. And I would love to see what came up for you, what you created in order to take your power back. And then I can even maybe offer you some things to think about as you work with your doubt demon. You can email me at kelsey at kelseymatheson.com. It'll be in the show notes, but it's K-E-L-S-E-Y at K-E-L-S-E-Y-M-A-T-H-E-S-O-N.com. All right. That is what I have for you this week, my friends. So thank you for listening. Thank you for playing with me. 
I mean, everyone in my mastermind says that this is their favorite call when we do this exercise together. And in the mastermind, we share what our doubt demons tell us, and we share the feelings, we share the actions we can take, and we show each other our our demons, our, our drawings. It's really cool. All right. Have a wonderful week, and I look forward to connecting with you next time. Ciao for now. Hey, if you are ready to grow your business, serve more people and make more money, then I'd like to invite you to join my mastermind for female wellness entrepreneurs. If you are a life coach, a yoga teacher, retreat leader, fitness expert, massage therapist, or healer, join this amazing group of women who are working towards becoming unstoppable as they grow their businesses. You will learn what it takes to start making at least $10,000 per month consistently. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com, click on work with me at the top of the homepage and sign up to the mastermind for wellness entrepreneurs. Let's start working together to grow your business. I'll see you inside. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this with another female entrepreneur who might need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.